0: Today's scripture is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 19, verses 16 through 22. Hear these words of scripture. Just then a man came to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Well, which ones, he inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these things, all these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, Go, sell your possessions, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad, because he had great wealth.
1: To share my money story. In the beginning of tax season of 2009, as I was just starting with a new CPA firm that had been pursuing me for over a year, I was called into an emergency meeting at one of the small conference rooms. As I entered I felt uneasy. Very quickly I found out that my services were no longer needed and I was escorted back to my office and I could only take my purse and clothing. I was in a state of shock. I tried calling a few close friends before I started driving home. No one was answering. I started to realize I could hear a small calming voice in my head saying, everything will be okay, everything will work out. It just kept repeating in my head. Once tax season begins, hiring new employees stops until this firm gets through tax season. There was no place to apply for a new position anywhere, so I prayed to God, telling him that I knew there was nothing I could do in finding a new position, and that I had to let go. There was nothing I could do. It was all in God's hands. I kept hearing a small, calming voice that calmed my fears. Many of my co-workers were calling me at home to find out why I had left when there was so much work to do. Through my former co-workers, I found out one of the partners had made a huge mistake with one of their large clients, and the client had fired the firm. In order for the firm to survive, the biggest expense is the employees, and any new employees or anyone reaching retirement were let go immediately. 47 people lost their positions that year. They did pay me a nice severance, but compared to my salary, it would not go that far. And then, all of my clients, whom I had not even entered into my new company yet, some of them had my personal phone number and were calling me to see who was going to prepare their taxes. I finally figured out that I could start a business at home. I had never wanted to have my own business at home, but there was no place I could take them, and it would help me to pay my bills until tax season was over. The first couple years were tight, but I continued praying, and every bill got paid on time. All my clients got their tax work done that year. The money continued to come in, and some independent companies needed special tax help for several months at a time. Now, 13 years later, I do have my own business, and I support myself, and everything did work out, just as God had
2: told me. Thank you, Shelley, for sharing your story. This week, we continue our worship series of focusing on our money stories. A money story is something that we each have whether we choose to acknowledge it or not, it's a story that is filled with all kinds of characters who've helped form, form us, a plot with twists and turns that only life can bring, and a set it's set in all of the daily choices that and how we choose to relate to the resources that God has given us. Throughout this series, we are working to remember our story or to discover it, for the first time so that we can better tell our story within God's money story of liberation and justice. Today, we're talking about release. Releasing the elements of our money story that prevent us from fully embracing and living into God's story. Elements like shame, anxiety, guilt, greed, and control anything that keeps us from the freedom and wholeness with god let's pray oh lord may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you enable us to be receptive to your message this morning and oh god challenge us to live more fully for you than we ever have before through the power of your spirit we pray Amen. In the story that Shelly shared in the video, she shared that due to unforeseen circumstances, she was let go from her job as a CPA during tax season, a time when you're not likely to find another job in the field because firms have already done their, their hiring and they were focusing on getting the work done. I'm sure for her it was a time of stress and anxiety of all of the unknowns of the future combined with the realities of bills that needed to be paid. And yet, in that story, Shelley shares how through that time of uncertainty, she heard God's still, small voice saying everything will be okay. Everything will work out. The thing that strikes me about Shelley's story is that she heard God's voice and she chose to listen to it. She chose to listen to God's voice and to trust God. I have a similar chapter in my own money story, but at first I wasn't willing to trust God as much as Shelley was. I was finishing up my first or my final year of college for my undergrad degree. It was a seven year process. I had a lot of majors and a lot of twists and turns, but it was final year. Everybody was excited. Heidi was actually graduating from undergrad. And so I'm driving to class one day. And it was a drive that I'd done dozens and dozens of times before. But that time, while I was navigating traffic to downtown Youngstown, I found myself in a conversation with God. It was pretty one-sided to begin with, let's be honest, like most of my conversations with God at that point were. But at one point, it changed. And I was trying, I was having this conversation with God over and over again about God um, calling me to be a pastor. And I just was absolutely convinced that was the wrong choice. And so I explained exactly why to God over and over. But in this conversation, I still wasn't convinced, but I listened and I opened myself. And instead of doing all the talking, I was listening to God and I finally said, okay, all right, God, if you really want me to do this, then pay for it. Because seminary is expensive. And I had just finished, or just finishing, seven years of undergrad. That was also expensive. And I had student loans. I didn't want to add more. And so then I heard this voice that said, okay, you'll be fine. I've got this. And when I heard that, I remember the sense of like, whoa this is happening. Like, this is really going to happen. And then I immediately, this sense of like, oh no, this is actually happening. God is actually going to make me put my my money where my mouth is. And I knew in that moment, moment that I had to relinquish control to God, to trust God, and to know that God was going to financially provide for my education. I didn't know how, But in that moment, I knew I needed to trust, and I knew that God was actually calling me into ministry. In today's scripture from the Gospel of Matthew that Christy read for us, we hear this story of a wealthy man going to Jesus and asking him, teacher, what must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus says, well, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus says, well, first of all, God is the only one who is truly good. Let's just make sure we all know that. But if you want eternal life, keep the commandments. And so the guy's like, well, which ones? Just to make sure he has all of the boxes checked. And so Jesus says, all right, don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't lie. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. The young man's like, all right, I've done all that. I'm good. Is there anything left? What's left? And so at this point, the man thinks he's golden. He's checked all of the boxes, and he's done all of the things. So obviously, Jesus is going to say, you are good to go. Congratulations. Welcome to heaven. But I can imagine at that moment, Jesus smiling at this man, looking at him and saying, well, if you really want to do this. If you really want to give all that you've got, go sell all of your possessions, knowing Jesus knew who this man was and the wealth that he had. He says, go sell all your possessions, give them to the poor, give everything to the poor. Then all of your wealth will actually be in heaven. Then come follow me. And so in my mind, Jesus is smiling at this man because he knows That this man just is coming to Jesus for a stamp of approval. That's why he's coming. He wants Jesus to say, you've done all the things. you checked all the boxes. Great, congratulations. But instead, Jesus gives him this one last command. That he knows that the man is going to have a hard time following through on. Selling all of his possessions. All of them. And giving all of the proceeds to the poor then truly following Jesus. Sure enough, that is the last thing that that man expected to hear. And so he walked away, sad and crestfallen. Now there's several reasons that Jesus gives this man this command. But the, we, the reason I want to focus on today is this element of Trust. For the wealthy man, Jesus' command that he gives isn't actually about his possessions, but it's about releasing this sense of control that he thought, he felt, he had over his life by having those possessions. The The sense of control that it gave the man as he had them. Yes, he had done all of the things that he was supposed to do, right? To follow Jesus. He checked all of the boxes. He was all about that. He wanted the prize and he made sure he he did the list. But that's not what following Jesus is actually about. Following Jesus is about trusting in God even when we don't know how things are going to work out. Maybe, probably, most likely, things are not actually going to work out the way that we want to or the idea that we have in our mind, but they work out exactly the way that God intends. And so like that man, we have a choice. If we're going to trust God fully and give everything we have to God, which is hard. I feel like I've preached this sermon before, probably because it's one we need to hear, I need to hear, over and over and over again. The man, he walked away crestfallen. He chose not to trust God. Shelley chose to trust and put everything in God's hands. She never planned, she said, she never planned to have her own business, but here she is, 15 years later, providing for herself, trusting in God, and never again having to worry about being, quote, let go or released from her position, let's say. And the chapter of my money story that that ended with this this conversation that was more two-sided with God, that ended with me applying to seminary, getting in, And then receiving a full scholarship with a $2,000 a year stipend. God provided. It was there. And I had to trust. And then continue to trust again and again and again. So what about you? What about your money story? Do you have that chapter in your life, in your life story, about releasing control and trusting God? If not, are you willing to write that chapter now? Let's pray. Good and glorious God, we know what you call us to. And like Jenny said, this is one of those things that is just not easy to follow you on. To fully, wholeheartedly, with everything that we have, to trust in you. And, that, and yet you call us to do that each and every day. So God, give us the courage. Empower us with your spirit so that each moment we may choose to trust you with everything that we have, knowing that you are the one who created us and has a good and glorious and beautiful plan for us. We pray all of these things in Christ's name. Amen. Now, as we move into a time of praying with and for one another, I want to invite the choir to come forward, and those who are joining online, please use the prayer at brexellumc.com, comments in Facebook, or you may text that number. Thank you, choir. I'm done now. (laughs) We can just be done now. (laughs) We do have a few prayers that have come through. The first is Kathy um, asks for continued prayers for her Aunt Lydia, who is um, battling cancer, as well as joy for this beautiful fall day. And then Shelly asked for prayers for Miriam, who is recovering from surgery with Crohn's disease, and then for Barbara, who might need a heart catheterization. And I also um, want to ask for prayers um, of joy, as I know we're celebrating a couple of anniversaries, staff staff wedding anniversaries. Is that how you say that? Yeah. but it's not our anniversary together it's mine and Russ's we're um we'll be married 14 years on Tuesday I know congratulations uh and then how about you and Dana nine years congratulations yay so that's very exciting and I feel like there's another one but I don't is it Becky I don't is it Becky I think, I think it is. Becky and Mike had an anniversary in October, so we're going to yay them too. How about that? Woo! Okay. But <laughs> yay for spouses that support us. <laughs> we know that God hears our prayers. All of the beautiful joys, the, the, just, the, the concerns, the prayers that we don't have words for, and everything in between. So let us go to our Lord now. Good and gracious God, prayer does not often come easy for us as our mind flutters with all of the news updates and questions of faith and all of the thoughts that, like a river, just won't stop. So today, God, help us to take a deep breath and in that breath, inhale your name into the cobwebs of our lungs. Willing your presence to wipe away all of the dust of self-doubt and fear. And God, with that breath, we also ask that you might hear our prayers. Hear the prayers that are spoken aloud as well as those prayers that lay heavy on our hearts. And we just wonder, God, how do we put this into words? We pray for those who are struggling with illness those who are battling cancer, those who are having new beginnings. God, we pray for those with anxiety and addiction, scarcity and fear and anger and shame. There are so many things that we fight, that we battle. God, help us to relinquish our battle to you so that you might care intercede for us be with us through all of the storms and the struggles. And so God, in our faith, we join our voices and we pray together, confident that you hear us and pray together the prayer that you taught so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we leave here today, our hope is that you take this message of God's love and the empowering spirit with you into your daily lives. And we have a few opportunities for you to do just that. The first one is immediately following today's service. We are having a bike fix-it day downstairs and lunch. And so you are welcome to here in person to stop down and to have some lunch with us and then fix some bikes and learn what it means to fix bikes. And next week, we will have a story for our Money Story series um, talking about the impact that the bikes have made in the Cleveland area. And online, if you're in the area, you're welcome to drive on down here or ride your bike down here and join us for that as well. And then on the 22nd of this month, we are participating in Trick or Trot, Um, On the Saturday, the 22nd, we are going to be there at the race. Um, It's a fundraiser that is being put on um, by Brecksville Kiwanis to... um, to benefit the refugee families in our school district. And so um, we um, are looking for people to donate fam- to donate candy, um, to volunteer at the run, to sit, um, just come have fun, sit at the table with us and, and greet people. So if you'd like to do that, please connect with e- either myself, you can call into the office. Um, and we would love to have many um, smiling faces from our community out showing all of the, the kids that they are loved and cared for. So with that, let us receive our benediction so that we might go and do God's good work. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.
3: Let's walk together for a while and ask where we. Y'all, thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful week.